Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First. Alex First taking a look at Power Rangers. I, I sort of, I must have straddled this time. I was already an adult when they came around first time on television in America. And then, of course, it spread around the world. About 150 countries are playing Power Rangers as we speak. It's a Japanese concept. It originated in 1975. Now they have made a feature film called Power Rangers, rated M in Australia, two hours, four minutes in duration. So already it it gets a a peg down for that. It didn't need to be two hours and four minutes, really. Anyway, after a somewhat bizarre, hardly convincing opening set in the dark past, we get the backstory of how five troubled teens from the small US town in California actually became Power Rangers. Although hardly groundbreaking, that component was quite involving, as arguably were the moments they respectively found out that they had superpowers. Beyond that, this is a ham-fisted, elongated clunker, which lacks any sense of credibility, as the world is on the verge of being obliterated by an alien threat. Now, Power Rangers began life, as I mentioned, in a live action series back in the mid-70s, meshing special effects with comical action, following an ever-changing team of five brightly coloured heroes battling a mad-capped variety of monsters. Now, each season of Super Sentai featured a different collection of heroes. It was in 1984, while on a business trip in Japan, that television producer Haim Saban found himself drawn in. He was watching these five kids in spandex fighting rubber monsters and just fell in love, as you do. He quickly tracked down and secured the rights worldwide outside Asia. That's how the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers were born, premiering on American television in the year 1993. The show transported the setting to fictional Angel Grove, where five teenagers with attitude, each assigned their own individual colours and powers, are chosen to defeat an extraterrestrial sorceress. Featuring an unusual mashup of high-flying action footage from the Japanese series, blended with American-shot dramatic scenes, the show quickly established its own playful tone and allure. Some were sceptical it could actually work in the United States, but young audiences fell madly in love, and that love spread worldwide. And Mighty Morphin Power Rangers soon became the most-watched children's television program in the United States, a hit franchise brand and a global phenomenon. And Saban says the following, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was one of the first multi-ethnic superhero shows, also one of the first to feature superhero girls. It really struck a chord, and ever since it's been on air, as I said, in more than 150 countries. In the ensuing years, the Power Rangers went through many incarnations, yet the appeal of their classic good versus evil battles, optimism, loyalty, and chromatic costumes continued. As the passion for Power Rangers persisted, the idea of revisiting the origin of the Rangers and bringing them into the high-tech realm of the 21st century 
for the first time, started to gain traction. What would the Rangers look like if they formed inside a real 2017 Californian high school full of complex kids facing a fast-moving future? The idea was irresistible to Saban, pretty much to everyone who heard about it. Pity then, what was dished up was this load of bunkum when it came to the supernatural elements of the script. As I intimated, I quite liked the coming-of-age battle that the five youngsters faced, confronting issues like bullying and peer pressure, family pressure and an uncertain future. Jason, the Red Ranger, is a former football star who inadvertently made a career-ending mistake. Kimberly, the pink one, is a queen bee who fell from grace, while Billy, the Blue Ranger, is a super smart but socially challenged kid who's never been able to make friends. Trini, in yellow, is a rebellious loner who doesn't fit in. And Zach, the Black Ranger, is a tough guy, secretly, well, secretly in an even tougher family situation. They have to learn to get along and deal with their suddenly superhuman strength and heroic destiny that's thrust upon them without warning. Can a mountain sunrise awaken something deep inside us? Can a winding trail be the path to what we've been yearning for? In West Virginia, you can look for answers in rolling hills and hidden waterfalls and get back in touch with things that feel authentic and pure. Ask yourself if there's a feeling you've been missing. Then listen to the voice that's calling you to a place that's almost heaven. Find your version of heaven at wvtourism.com. You're listening to Movies First. For more, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Setting the film apart from the television series, in Saban's Power Rangers, the team of teens has to earn their ranger status, which proves to be no easy task. Rather than being immediately empowered when they find the ancient coloured coins that is the source of their power, they must first uncover the key to morphing into fully-fledged Power Rangers. Only when they bond as a united group can they attain the height of their powers. So they have to learn to lower their teenage masks before they can don the ranger armour. It's directed by Dean Israelite from Project Almanac and it stars Dacre Montgomery, Naomi Scott, RJ Siler, Becky G and Ludi Lin. Also features Bill Hader, Brian Cranston and Elizabeth Banks. Screenplay by John Gattens who did Kong, Skull Island and also Real Steel. I really struggled with the script and the jump cuts in it. One moment, the five were in subterranean territory, given instruction by a well-meaning robot and Red Ranger's predecessor, and the next they were back in their rooms, their homes. They also have a far from convincing battle with the villain of the piece, Rita Repulsa, played by Banks, who has this insatiable appetite for gold, and she has as her evil henchman or cohort a towering gold-winged creature. Superhero movies, well, they've moved beyond what we get dished up in Power Rangers. They're more stylish and sophisticated. They've got layers and nuance. The humour has subtlety, not so here. It just looked like amateur hour to me. I couldn't wait for it to end. I can only hope that kids will get more out of this than I did. And yet, because it's rated M in Australia, the real littlies probably won't get to see it. So what's the point, I say? Well, I'm going to be generous. I'm going to give Power Rangers... 124 minutes of it, a four out of 10. It is a failure, folks. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. 
This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.